Hello, this is Cody Sturge with the pastor at Joy Baptist Church, and you're listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily. This is a radio ministry, podcast ministry of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. We're thankful that you've tuned in today as we're preaching through God's Word. We're praying God's Word will speak to your heart as it's preached and taught from the pulpit of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. He did what was right, and it's going to reap eternal dividends. Esther's going to make an impression on the largest nation at this time because of her stand for God. And Esther is going to make an impression on the hearts of people like us 3,000 plus years later at the Chihuahua Baptist Church. Why? Because she courageously stood for the Lord. Esther courageously stands. Number two, Ahasuerus writes a wrong. Now, I'm not telling you that Ahasuerus is some godly example, but I am interested to look into the life of Ahasuerus because Ahasuerus now is placed between a rock and a hard place, and I'm confident that he makes the right decision. And actually, I believe that God helps him make the right decision. Ahasuerus. Now look with me in verse number 7. So the Bible says now that Haman has been exposed, verse number 7, that the king arising from the banquet of wine and his wrath went into the palace garden. Now you could just imagine here that the king is very angry. He's putting a bunch of pieces together. All in, in the last few sentences that have come out of Esther's mouth, he realizes that he's been hoodwinked by uh, none other than Haman himself. He realizes that he's made a terrible mistake. He realizes that this is a big problem and he realizes that Haman is to blame and he is angry and he jumps up to his feet and he's mad as a hornet. The Bible says that in wrath he went into the palace garden, verse number seven, and Haman stood up to make request for his life to Esther the queen. Haman's terrified. He stands up to make request for his life to Esther the queen, for he saw that there was evil determined against him by the king. Verse number eight. Then the king returned out of the palace garden. He stomped out and stomps back in into the place of the banquet of wine. And Haman was fallen upon the bed whereon Esther was. Now, this is the picture you've got to see. Oh, Haman, he is all to pieces. And he's made one last horrible move. When the king steps out, stomps out, I should say, while Haman is begging for his life from Esther, you can imagine Esther must be stretched out on some... uh, chase-like bed uh, for this banquet of wine, and they've had their conversation and their comfort. Haman stood up from wherever he was at, and now he's fallen on the bed where Esther is. So when the king stomps out, Haman hasn't even stood up yet, but when the king stomps back in, Haman is not, has, has not only left the place where he was seated, he stood up, and now he's fallen on his face, and he's on the same bed with Esther the queen. <laughs> Not very smart. There's old Jewish fables that believe that God pushed Haman on the bed of Esther. It's kind of interesting to read and hear about these things. But what you see is what I see and what Ahasuerus saw when he came back in to the banquet. There's Haman laying on his bed on the same bed with his wife. Now, this is an interesting thought. 
There's no doubt Haman's one. How in the world do I re- how in the world do I hang the man that's just doing what I told him to do? By the official edict, it was the word of the king that all the Jews would be slain. How do I deal with a man? You can imagine the news report. Ahasuerus doubles back on own decision and punishes underling because of it. You know, so at any rate, here's what happens. He leaves thinking, how am I going to reconcile this? He comes back in and the problem has taken care of itself because Haman has committed a crime against his queen. Haman's laying on the same bed with Queen Esther. The Bible says in verse number seven, sorry, in verse number eight, the king returned out of the palace garden into the palace of the banquet of wine, and Haman was fallen upon the bed whereon Esther was. Then said the king, Will he force the queen also before me in the house? The Bible says, As the word went out of the king's mouth, they covered Haman's face. And Harbona, one of the chamberlains, said before the king, Behold, also the gallows, 50 cubits high, which Haman had made for Mordecai, who had spoken good for the king, standeth in the house of Haman. Then the king said, Hang him thereon. I'm thankful to see something. Ahasuerus righted a wrong. I'm sad to say that I've met many times through the years people who are too proud to right a wrong. Too proud to say, I'm sorry. Too proud to say, I've made a mistake. Too proud to back up and fix something that they did, whether it was ignorantly or sinfully. Too proud to fix something that they've messed up. You know something that God's people should become very acquainted with? Apologizing. If you ever met somebody that won't say, I'm sorry, let me tell you something, that's not the spirit of a Christian. Look, you're going to make mistakes. And I'm sorry, and I messed up, and the idea and notion that I can make mistakes is something that all of us should be very keenly aware of. And I'm thankful that King Ahasuerus is willing to right or wrong. Now, we don't see him say, I'm sorry. We don't see him come back and say, Esther, I sure did blow this one. But we do see him make the necessary judgments and the necessary changes in order to right a wrong that he had caused. As I read this and studied, I was just reminded again that we need to have a sense of humility about us all that's willing to admit error and do what is necessary to make things right. Boy, if you'll have the burden in your marriage to be the first person to apologize, or the first person to look for a reason to acknowledge that you're wrong, that'll make a difference in your home. I don't know about you, but the people through my life that, that, through my life that have had the courage to come to me and say, hey, look, I made a mistake. I did the wrong thing. Those people don't lose ground or credibility in my mind and thinking. As a matter of fact, I just feel like someone that has the uh, courage and spiritual guts to 
acknowledge error and make things right, that person doesn't lose any ground in my things. As a matter of fact, they get esteemed to a place of greater respect. You can trust somebody who'll acknowledge they're wrong, but somebody who's afraid to ever admit error, someone who is too proud to admit they've done anything wrong at all, you can't trust that person because that person is more interested in being right in their own eyes than they are being right with God. And I'm thankful. Has your heirs rights or wrong? And finally, number three, Haman reaps what he sows. Haman reaps what he sows. Look at the Bible says in verse number nine. I've just read it, but we need to see it's, uh, it's a fascinating. As the, the end of verse eight, as the word went out of the king's mouth, they covered Haman's face. I mean, as soon as this happened with Haman laying on Esther's bed, the people who were attending to the king and Haman in this banquet with Esther, as soon as this happened, they took and they bagged Haman's head. They put a bag over his head. They covered his face. The Bible says that Harbona spoke up. Harbona, one of the king's chamberlains, said before the king, behold, also the gallows, 50 cubits high. Uh, more, uh, Haman had made the gallows for Mordecai which Haman had made for Mordecai, who had spoken good for the king, standeth in the house of Haman. Then the king said, hang him thereon. Haman was so angry yesterday with Mordecai that he had gallows built so he could hang him. And today, verse number 10, the Bible says they hanged Haman on the gallows that he had prepared for Mordecai. Then was the king's wrath pacified. I'm not happy that Haman is hanged. But I am warned in my own heart that Haman is hanged. There's a verse of scripture that I love and it helps you deal with people. The Bible says, smite the scorner and the simple will beware. Have you ever heard that verse? And the principle is very, very right and very good. Smite the scorner and the simple will beware. The person who's not afraid of the law, the person who's not afraid, when you punish a person for doing the wrong thing, that's why it's important that we uphold laws in a civil society. When you punish a person for breaking the law, guess what happens? People with a little bit of sense, they're like, whoa, I'm not doing that because I don't want that. And so Haman, as bad as I hate for Haman's life to come to such a tragic end because there's no doubt Haman had parents who had great anticipation for him. But Haman blew it. I don't love that Haman's hanged. But Haman must be hanged. And it's a lesson and a reminder to all of us that sin has consequences. It's a lesson to all of us that Whatsoever man soweth, that shall also reap. You may just take note of this reference in your, in your notes, in your Bible. Galatians 6, 7, 8, and 9. It goes something like this. God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Now the law of sowing and reaping is very plain. You reap what you sow, and you reap more than you sow. A lot of us are thinking about planting something in the spring, the sun's begin to shine. 
When you put one ear, one kernel of corn in the ground, you don't expect to get one kernel of corn out. When you sow corn seed, you expect to get a lot more. I don't remember the number exactly, but most of the time, one corn seed uh, produces one stalk and two ears and somewhere in the neighborhood of 550-some individual corn seeds is the byproduct of one corn seed put in the ground. Now, I'm just telling you, the Bible paints you a picture. Whatsoever man soweth, actually also reap. And if you've got Haman-like tendencies, you're making your bed. Repent, turn. Haman reaped what he sowed. I want you to keep your finger here and turn with me to Psalm chapter number 7. Just a few pages to the right in your Bibles. Psalm chapter number 7. The Bible says something I want you to see. Psalm 7. At verse number 14. Psalm seven fourteen. Behold, he travaileth with iniquity and hath conceived mischief and brought forth falsehood. This person's bad. He travaileth in iniquity. He's conceived in mischief. Iniquity, mischief, brought forth falsehood. We've got somebody like Haman. The Bible says in verse 15, he made a pit and digged it. And has fallen into the ditch which he made. The picture says, and you live in sin, you sow discord, you live wickedly, you have these Haman like tendencies, you live in your flesh, you be the kind of person that is not like Esther, not willing to stand, but is a Pharisee and double minded. You have a spirit that's counter to what Ahasuerus does in this passage of scripture, and you're not willing to right your wrongs. Let me tell you something. The Bible says you're digging a pit. The Bible says you dig that pit. He made a pit and digged it. And has fallen into the ditch which he made. His mischief shall return upon his own head. And his violent dealing shall come down upon his own pate. I'm just telling you that you reap what you sow. Haman reaped what he sowed. Haman was hanged on his own gallows. May the Lord help us not to fall into that trap. Thank you for listening today to Keep Thy Heart Daily. This is a ministry of faith of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. For more Bible preaching, visit us at chilhoweebaptistchurch.com or download our app wherever you get your apps, Chilhowee Baptist Church. God bless you. I hope you have a wonderful day.